You're gonna say you're sorry yet for leaning on my car? Huh? You're gonna say you're sorry? Hold on. Hold on, here's another verse. One second. Baby, look in my eyes. Oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, we're back, and music is weird. What's great to one person is still garbage to another. And we've been wrestling with that paradox for some time, using our varied musical taste to create the greatest mixtape the world has ever known. You know, in the early days of this endeavor, of the TGP, we felt like it was our burden alone to create this masterpiece. A, a lonely job, but important. We understood how important. And so we endeavored. We called this group of intrepid musical explorers the Core Four. Let me introduce today's Core Four cast uh, before I go any further. Mm. With um, just some, li some limerick content uh, as a harken back to uh, episodes in season one. First up, Jono. Took some uh, liberties with the rhyming scheme here. It goes like this. <laughs> Berg's in Turkey, so I can guarantee a show note pick from the Hagia Sophia. Uh, Istanbul okay. loves our submits. DJ Spin TGP hits, but got no love for studio Althea. Wow. Huh? <laughs> How'd you like that one, Berg? Oh, yeah. What's up, that's, man? Uh, that's nice. Uh, not much, man. Uh, you know, just enjoying listening to the... TGP on the streets of Istanbul. They're they're playing it at every bar here. So. That's what I hear. The, the DJs yeah. love the TGP. That's wild. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Our, well, I think uh, this next guy, our podcast producer, can tell us if we're actually getting downloads from Turkey. It goes like this. Mm. His limerick. He's this podcast resident Shinobi. Greatest podcast producer since Jacoby. <laughs> When his song gets lightsabered by his Sith Lord friend haters, he gains powers like old Ben Kenobi. Wow. <laughs> Dude, amazing, number one. And actually, I do look up to David Jacoby in a very strange way. So uh, bravo on Man. that call out. Amazing. Got goosebumps. I, I knew you'd like that. All yeah. right. It's good stuff. Shout out Jacoby. Hey, last week, um, he almost murdered his family because they were trying to clean the house. So let's give one to uh, Arcade Dave here. It goes like this. In week one, we got a glimpse of a man whom records the pod from the quiet of a back room. <laughs> Out his window, he gazed, but momentarily crazed when his family decided to vacuum. Woo! Yeah, thank you. That's... Uh... You're still the most talent, artistically talented salesman I know. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, it's it's good to be back. Um, just one taking the pot over one episode at a time. Yeah, it's uh, your your, uh, your takeover plan is in full effect. Dave, have you uh, uh, have you issued any orders to the family about uh, cleaning supplies or or chore order for today's pot? Maybe lockdown uh, yeah. time, something like that. Very, much like Darth Vader talking to all the guys in gray suits with those little hats, mm -hmm. I issued orders for sure. <laughs> They're downstairs. Rachel's in the shower. I said, don't get out of the shower until we're done. <laughs> Two hours. Don't <laughs> fingers. Yeah. Soft skin. You catch against a rock. It's going to rip open. You're staying in the shower. Whoa. 
Wow. Some serious pruning going on during this. Yeah, pruning, pruning like yeah. no other. Rachel's just praying for a speed run right now. I told I told Jonas, uh, who we should have on the podcast. He's my very talent, musically talented son. I told him, but I guarantee he'll forget and he'll get a bowl of cereal, the loudest you've ever heard. <laughs> wow. I'm excited well, to get, capture that as well. Longtime friends of Lubs here will know that I do very well with uh, audible cereal eating. It's my favorite. Mm, Love that. Can you can you make sure he's slurping while he's eating it? <laughs> He'll probably come in here talking before he opens the door. <laughs> Dad, I was just wondering if I heard, you know, and then he'll be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Love it. Hey, I heard a, a little chuckle there from uh, the last Limerick uh, holder here. This is this goes out to uh, the commissioner, GD Dave. It goes like this. I've been asked how a guy gets a nickname that appears to do nothing but blaspheme. Suffice it to say, you become GD Dave when sabotage mode is part of your sick game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Like that one. All right, sabotage mode. <laughs> People might have a little idea where uh, where you're coming from. How you doing, Dave? Doing good, doing good. Trying to avoid any sabotage when it comes to the podcast, at least. Well, you are the man that makes it all happen. But um, hey, let me get back, uh, guys, just real quick. I, I drafted kind of a longer intro, season two style. Um, so that, that's the core for everybody. I didn't prepare anything, oh. but I do want to say hello, MC Lubs. You are our intrepid MC, and you you know keep this whole ship running. So how are you doing this week? Too kind, too kind. Um, you know, built some IKEA furniture last night, uh, so I survived that frustration. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, survived this week's playlist. Well, let's talk about that in a minute. And mm, just give yeah, me a minute. Let's... I got a lot of thoughts. All right. But uh, look, like I said earlier, we thought this was just our burden to carry, but what's become clear is that slowly but surely. Others have answered the clarion call, submitting bangers and casting votes. Like Tolkien's cast of characters, the Fellowship of the Guild has come together. It's made up of wise, bearded old wizards that teach us the old ways, shouts to Gib <laughs> and Brent. Cantankerous but hilarious dwarves that can't even be bothered to fully buy in, shouts to Justin, Ben, and Listener 4. What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> And good-looking elves that swoop in effortlessly and submit certifiable gilded bangers. Shout-outs to Nat, Blake, and Aparna. That's How you true. doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Listen, season two is an era of change. We, we realize we're not carrying this burden alone. We are working together with you, the TGP community. So here's how it works. As usual... Our commissioner, GD Dave, compiles a 10-song playlist submitted by members of the Core 4 and the TGP community. We spend all week getting familiar with the playlist in a process we call marination. Prior to recording this pod today, the Core 4 get first crack. We submit the first votes on this playlist. We do that in secrecy. I don't know how Jono voted. Jono doesn't know how Dave voted. But GD Dave knows how we all voted. We come together here to learn the results of those votes and then to debate the merits of each song on this week's playlist. When we're done, the ballot boxes will open back up to the rest of the community. It's time for those guys to have their say. The combined votes of the core four in the TGP community will ultimately determine 
if these songs are worthy. The majority of the songs, well, guess what? They're going to end up in the dustbin of history. That's just the way it works. Apologies, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, David Bowie, you know the game. <laughs> good songs, well, they're going to live on in a playlist we call The Fork. But listen, we're not after just good songs. We're after the great songs. Those rare gems that thread the needle, they fire up passions, they win over the masses. Those masterpieces are ushered into musical Valhalla, a.k.a. the Gilded Playlist. All right, we're here. Yeah. Gentlemen, what do you think? Woo! Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I think having the listeners play a bigger role is going to be great. And all this means for you, dear listeners, is you're going to be able to listen to the pod and hear our takes and then make your votes with those takes in mind. You don't have to vote in the blind. You can vote with a little education, with a little knowledge, of, and maybe somebody swung you one way or another, and then you can vote accordingly, and perhaps that song will climb up another rank. Because you realize, oh yeah, not only is this song good, but the core four helped me learn that it was good. And I'm going to vote this one yes. Because they wouldn't be able to figure that out on their own. That's right. right. Well, that's yeah. right. They, they need, need the us. guidance of, of yeah. four wise musical you know, dudes, which they found here somehow. We know somewhere. more about music than anybody ever. Yeah. That's, we will help you on clear. this quest, young Frodo. We, yeah. we got your back, right? Frodo's. <laughs> young Frodo's. Just a whole bunch of Frodo's running around. <laughs> <laughs> the TGP community is just a bunch of Elijah Woods running around with those gigantic eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you Love know, it. Jim Rome has the clones. We have the Frodo's. I think we just decided on that. So, yeah, Love let's it. do it. All right. So, uh, the Gilded Fellowship, or the Fellowship of the Guild, if, if you vote every week, at the end of the season, we're even going to entice you further. If you submit a song in the season and you sum, uh, and you vote every week throughout the course of season two, at the end of season two, in the finale of season two show, you will be given a token and you'll be able to influence, uh, you know, move a song up or down the ladder using that token as you see fit. Mm -hmm. A lot of power handed over to these guys. A Tolkien. You, that a a Tolkien. Yeah. I love it. Wow. <laughs> I knew we invited Arcade for uh, a reason. We're figuring this out on the fly and I'm loving it. I'm loving it too. All right. So that is... Um, that is the uh, the change for season two. Um, retroactively, voting is open for week one. Uh, we are here to review week two of season two. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you guys are down, let's uh, let's go to Chit Chat Corner real quick and maybe mm -hmm. talk a little bit about first impressions of the week. Jazzberg, I skipped this last week, so I'd like to start with you because I know it's your favorite. Uh, mm -hmm. Give me some thoughts. Did you did you have a chance to marinate while you were walking the streets of Istanbul? Yeah, um, you know, probably a marination per per day at least. Um, this week kind of lacked passion for me. I don't know if, if you guys felt that way with with a few of these songs, but I'm um, nodding. Mm -hmm. yeah, what's that? Oh yeah, I'm nodding. So, yeah, it's good yeah, I'm for curious. Audio to see, I'm curious to see uh, why they were submitted, and maybe you know, along with our listeners, learn a bit. Uh, about the songs and uh, maybe appreciate them some, some more. But yeah, I did I did appreciate some some of these songs quite a bit, and uh, I think I voted yes for five of them. I'll say we got uh, two guilds tonight. What do you got? I'm, wow. I'm right there with you, Burke. I also voted five, and I I wondered if there was going to be some real belt tightening, or at least there kind of was for me. You know, uh, I yeah. uh, I'll admit that I did not submit a passion pick. There was nothing that moved me to that degree, and. Uh, Oh, yeah. I forgot to submit my passion pick to Dave. All right, well, I'll just uh, you can I'll, do I'll it award it when it comes right along. Now. All right, yeah, there you go. That's cool. <laughs> but I didn't. I'm saying I couldn't, even, I couldn't even do two. it. 
Well, you can take some time in Egypt to uh, to regroup yeah. here coming up. Yeah. Lubs, what did you think of the week? Uh, absolutely hated it. Thought wow. it was the worst playlist we've ever had. <laughs> and I want to debate, can I give a passion token to the person that I hate the most? Mm. Uh, there's yeah, a song yeah, this the week. Passion. I got, I, I, you know, as I dunk on you, I just want to I'm award you mine. for the, the oh. balls. I guarantee it's yours. The wow. balls oh, yeah. to submit this song <laughs> is unbelievable. Holy cow. I Exciting. cannot wait to talk about it. There are multiple songs that I loathe on a level um, like, again, podcast over. I thought multiple right. times this week, this whole exercise is futile. The, you know, Sauron has won. Um, just hand over the ring. You know, that's how I felt this week. I was pissed most of the week. Uh, nice. Let's kick it over. Arcade Dave, what was your impression? Mission well, I like the songs I submitted. So, <clears> of course, two out of ten. Um, I voted five yeses, but the songs that I like, I really like. Um, okay. The songs that I did not like, I don't hate them as much as you guys do, apparently. Okay. Um, I, I I enjoyed listening to this week's playlist more. It was easier to listen to, and maybe that's a bad thing, than last week's playlist. Wow. I thought last week was so strong overall, and I thought this week was like fair to middling at times and sometimes like nope next song like actually there there is one song on here that i absolutely hate okay yeah the passion for season two is in the hate category more than the love maybe except for our intro song (laughs) bully well it seems like so we got some work to do have you faced the truth about something so you guys have a whole season of submitting songs and much like writing an album your Mm. first one is going to be full of hits if you're a good band right writing the second album traditionally is a very sophomore difficult. slump yeah yeah sophomore, sophomore slump, slump. Mm-hmm. are you guys in a sophomore slump with your your picks well it's funny i off the bench you know? yeah i also feel like maybe season one episode two also kind of had a bit of a slump if i remember correctly so maybe it's just like an episode slump and hopefully not a full season slump right yeah well hopefully well, you're not running uh, out of songs this whole idea of a sophomore slump would it, it's not your your sophomore season, and yet I guarantee you submitted trash. So, no, what's your excuse? I submitted both the songs I submitted <laughs> are, are guild. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see. Actually, I got hope that one of your songs is. I I, I didn't tell you guys. I voted four yeses generously. Um, wow. Generously. Yeah. Yeah. I think you are with a couple slam you, dunk nos. It sounds how many like for you loves. Vote for our kid? Five. Okay. So we got three fives and a four. So our chances uh-huh. at one guild are kind of actually sort of slim. This is definitely zero guild possibility this week. Oh, yeah. The math. I'm guessing yeah. no guilds. No wow. guilds. So not only is there intense passion, but you feel that it's varied enough that like we never all aligned on, man, wild. What are we going to see? Yeah. Right? Why don't we get into it? Let's uh, let's yeah. find out how this whole thing shook out. Uh, we're going to turn it over to our beloved Kamish, and uh, he can walk us through. Dave, let's get it started. Yeah, let's kick things off with Slow Dive and Star Roving. So not surprisingly, with those voting numbers, we're split right off the bat. We got Creamy Booyah versus Stale Blues. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love those names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. I-, I can start 
and just uh, say fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzz, 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 lots of fuzz. There was so much fuzz. My ears are still fuzzy. Um, this was, <laughs> I, 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 tr- I get it. I think I kind of got it. I tried to get it throughout the week. And, and, you know, eventually you listen to the song enough and you start seeing the layers under the fuzz or the layers that they put the fuzz on top of. And it's just like, uh, okay, it, it's, it's good. It's not anything better. I, I'm, I'm very tempted to song talk about a song by a band called doves, uh, in relation to this song that I think does maybe kind of sort of the same thing better in more of a building manner, but I won't careful, you know? Yeah. I won't really step on that. I, I just, I, I really tried. I marinated so hard, and uh, I, eventually, I was just like, I, I can't do it. I'm not getting over the thing. I, I've, I've wasted enough time listening to the song this week, and I don't need to spend a ton of time tearing it to shreds on the pod. Berg, did you have stronger, more direct or constructive feelings about your no vote? Uh, no, I mean it wasn't horrible. It was just to me just uh, a slow drone, um, yeah. and rather than a slow dive, I guess is their name. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so it just didn't grab me anywhere, um, and uh, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta have some uh, something to hook me uh, in a week's time, and if it doesn't, uh, gets the no vote. So easy pass. Hmm. So it took some marination for Lubs, uh, but ultimately, I got there. Um, ultimately, ultimately, the, let's keep count. <laughs> it's uh, ultimately I got there. So the challenge I've got with this band: Did you ever like go back and look? Sometimes I jump online and I'm like, oh, look, here's the list of the best albums of the 90s. And I'm I'm reading through and I see, inevitably you see My Bloody Valentine, mm. this album called Loveless. And I have tried to listen to that album. That uh, album kicks ass. Careful. No joke. I've tried to get into that album like 20, 20 25 times right. and tried to listen through it. And it's this, right? This is a, and that, that album is usually in the top 10 for people that know what they're talking about, about the, the kind of droning, big fuzzed out guitar sound. I think these guys were contemporaries of my bloody Valentine. Dave yes. can probably tell me more about that. And then they mm-hmm. kind of came back and in the last few years and did release another album, which I think this song is from something newer. Um, the droning fuzzed out guitar is tough for me, but what really got me over the hump is that this song unlike some of the My Bloody Valentine stuff that I can never really connect with, this song at around two minutes and 40 seconds, it dials it down and you get like this, um, it's just kind of ambient and you get uh, a voice in the back. And, Mm -hmm. And it goes for like a solid 30, 45 seconds before it then unleashes the whole thing back in your face again, uh, and brings it home. And it was, it's the first time that I've thought this kind of music um, was accessible to me. And so it got the yes vote. Um, not my favorite, not my new obsession. I went back and yet again, tried to listen to My Bloody Valentine. Still can't figure out why it's so beloved. Um, but uh, this song in particular got my yes vote. So Dave, tell us about it. What's up? Okay, so first off, the genre is shoegaze. It's not mm. big fuzzy guitar. It's shoegaze. Okay. It's a thing. A little little band called Smashing Pumpkins is in the shoegaze genre. Mm-hmm. My Bloody Valentine's Loveless is one of the most influential albums uh, for Tom York. So I don't know if it's good or not. 
Um, Shoegaze is like one of the worst genre names there is. I think didn't like South Park do an episode about how ridiculous that. Well, genre and does it actually is? mean I think it's perfect? Like, it's like you shoes. Walk and look at your shoes. Right. You're the guy. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So right, this is like uh, when Cartman joins the goth crew. Right, they all listen to shoegaze yeah. all the time. Yeah, I love shoes and I love gazing. <laughs> Um, I love gazing at my shoes, so this should be right in my own. <laughs> now, it's a little bit of uh, musician's genre because anybody who's played guitar knows how difficult it is to write a riff as huge as Star Roving and produce it and compress it enough that it doesn't blow your eardrums out. They do a fantastic job. This is one of the best shoegaze riffs I've ever heard. Um, Wait, can you? I, can I stop you right there? Like, not to turn this into a five-hour-long pod, but I don't understand what you just said. Is this sound is hard to achieve in a studio? Because yes. it sounds like he's just banging a couple of different chords, no. and there's just a thousand effects there's, layered on top. This of This is probably ten guitar tracks stacked. Um, the idea is to create a wall of sound, which you can do if you just like crank your distortion, right? Yeah. But once you do that, your headroom disappears. You won't hear the bass. You won't hear the drums. You won't hear the vocals. So it's sort of like fitting an elephant into a, a, a freaking mailbox, right? Like it's, it's difficult. <laughs> huh. um, and they do a fantastic job here. And the thing about uh, this band is they're, it's, they're Roy Hobbs. They're the natural. They freaking disappeared for 18 years. Hmm. Came back with this album in 2018 and everybody loved it. At least everyone I worked with, I thought that it was huger. But then again, I worked at an ad agency, and you know how much those guys love shoegaze. There are special little things that no one else knows about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this song, either get it or you don't. It begins and it, it's total face value. Like it doesn't have anything secret to offer you. And I love that this song does not waste any time. It's just like you're either yeah. up there in the stars with me, blasting seven hundred thousand miles per hour in your spaceship, looking looking around you or you are back in your house wondering if this is a guild or not. Um, <laughs> so, and I think the verses merge perfectly with like the sonic highway. They're very smooth again, not easy to pull off. Like um, you either have that, that voice like this guy does where the edges are just like uh, uh, the rough edges are smoothed off. Um, and they're really good at this genre. Uh, there's no real chorus, which I also love. I love songs that just begin. I'm going to song talk Hail Hail by Pearl Jam. Good example. It just begins. It's like, I don't, I'm not here to freaking hold your wiener through this process. I'm just going to take you and you're either going to come along or you're going to stay at home in your tube socks. So um, this is a very big major Tom. Yes. For me. Wow. Hey, huh. um, just last question for me. The 10 guitars stacked on top of each other, elephant yeah. in the mailbox thing. Are they all playing the same thing? Um, this is probably, I don't know this band. Um, I stopped like getting all teenagery about bands and looking up all their stuff a long time ago. Right. But I, this sounds like a two guitar band. And so it's probably somebody playing the lower chords and then somebody playing in the same key or even an octave, same key, not an octave higher, some other chords. But then Follow a lot in the production, like you said, right? Like to get that just wall of sound right from the start, it yes. takes a certain arrangement. It's very difficult. And so that that that's why the song's a little unfair um, for you guys, because you just don't understand it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally, in my notes, it says, I look forward to Arcade's rant about how we're all idiots. So uh, yeah. there, it, it came late, but it did, it did come. Guest. Yeah, I, I hope you guys will give shoegaze like uh, a little bit of more, a, a better 
a fairer shake in the future. It is a it's a very cool genre fair that gaze. comes from it, it, <laughs> a fair gaze. It comes from uh, all your our favorite bands, man. They're you right. two and the Cure and and so Smashing this is Mountains. the child of like Radiohead. the good '90s music, essentially. Hey, so the good 90s just rock. a quick cross examination question, though. So the What's the best way to listen to this music? Is it with headphones on? Yes. Is it when you're driving in your car? It seems like it would get well, fuzz even more fuzzy in a car, right? Um, I mean, fuzz like that's that's a I guess fuzz is is a staple. He's not playing fuzzy guitar though. This is not a fuzz pedal on a guitar by any means. This is actually a very clean kind of sounds like a Telecaster type sound, which is the guitar that uh, Johnny Greenwood plays. This is a very clean guitar boys it's just got a lot of reverb i will say it did play better in my headphones than on you know speakers in the house so it, i mean it's that's, a headphone genre for sure yeah you could you could hear the intricacies a lot more from there so wait this is not an arcade submit i had the sound it of an is. arcade submit for sure. okay yes yeah. you said it was yeah. a yes and i'm like well obviously a major it's, tom it's, yes it's a major tom We're yes, star right. roving that's right <laughs> okay <laughs> all right that's that's probably enough on star roving thanks Only dave one, I, I one more yes one yeah, more non-Lubs, yes. Or, you know, non-Lubs submit, yes, from Lubs to go. Keep that in mind. Yeah, keep that in mind. But also, remember, it's a split for the core four, but we'll see what the uh, it's true. What the community votes, oh, right? Frodo's. Yeah. Get out yeah. there, Frodo's. Get out there, Frodo's. Shoegaze is also shoes. a youthful genre, boys. So mm. I'm going to play the freaking the crowd. We're going to age check <laughs> all of our Frodo's and see, what, see what's happening. Yeah. yeah. All right, Commissioner, back to you. What do we got next? All right, next up is Peace Frog from The Doors. So the core four voting might be a little low, but we got our first guild of the week. Wow. Man, coming from shoegaze to the doors with a guild. Holy crap. That's crazy. Luke, kick us off, man. Um, Is it yours? Take a bow. It is is not. I had it down as maybe Arcade. He mentioned the Doors last week. You know, said he was a Doors. This is Berg. It's got to be. He was also a Doors mention. Right. That's true. Okay. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, voted yes. Um, I do feel like this song maybe got a bit of a, a track two bump. You know, obviously I try to shuffle, but when I'm just so happens that I don't shuffle, it was really nice to come out of FuzzFest 2020 and actually just hear the individual instruments clearly. It's like, oh yeah, look, hey, there's the guitar, there's the bass, there's the, uh, and I understand the shoegaze somehow is accomplishing some amazing, you know, geometric perfection <laughs> of production, but it is back in the seventies. <laughs> I thought this production was pretty great. Uh, I've never been a doors guy at all. Obviously I know about a ton of their songs from, you know, movies and all that stuff. Um, but kind of like the song that, uh, my dad submitted, um, last, last year, the last season, the Joni Mitchell track, I was just like, man, this is some good funky stuff that seems to be recorded. Well, uh, the requisite organ never bugged me. Um, and yeah, so it was, it was a yes, just based on all of the individual elements coming together. And, and I really liked it. And again, probably got a bump from placement, you know, in, in the, the, the track um, before I hand it over to somebody else, I'm hoping somebody can tell me about why there's blood in the streets and there's blood everywhere. I pulled the clip of all the talking before we get back to where the blood is. Uh, so here's that. 
Indians scattered on dawn's highway bleeding. Ghosts crowd the young child's fragile eggshell mind. Oh, shut up, Jim. 70s. Yeah, Luke, can we talk about that? It's as close as you can get to an auto gnaw. I mean, it's. I, I wrote down. It's like a car driving along a cliff with right. half of a tire hanging off the side of the road, and then you swerve back in. <laughs> I am so. I was so close to voting no. I mean, Jim Morrison. I think he's wrongfully idolized. I think he's a douche with some awful poetry jammed into awesome songs. But, uh, ugh, Dave, tell me why I'm wrong, please. This is a masterful pop song. Well, I voted um, yes. It is a masterful pop song. And then you've got this crappy like, hey, let's talk about this Indian scattered on Don's Highway. But do you know about that moment in his life? I, I assume it involves mushrooms. Go ahead. <laughs> when he was a little boy, him and his parents were driving through the desert and there was a car turned over and uh, some Indians were driving it. Oh, sorry, Native Americans. And uh, they were bloody and I think some were dead. <clears throat> and he was like eight and understood what was going on and kind of realized, oh, you can get hurt in this life. You can die in this life. And uh, then it gets ridiculous. And he thinks that an Indian spirit from that moment passed into him. And that's why in his early 20s, <clears throat> he thought he was a shaman. Wow. <laughs> Ergo loves his uh, douche comment earlier. Right? <laughs> there like, we go. This is this all very lived it as, as much as he's yeah. like, he thinks he's freaking Gandalf. He <laughs> believed it and lived it very hard. Like he leaned into it much like Tom Morello leans into his metal riffs or, or he's the George Costanza <laughs> of hippies, right? It's not a lie if you believe it. Right. So yeah, there exactly. you go. Yeah, man. Crazy. Berg, get in here, buddy. What do you What do you think? Uh, maybe, I think there's probably a discussion to be had about the uh, the nature of meatballs in season two. Yeah, that's what'd you, true. What do you think of the song? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a, a great door song. I think this is a song that's um, you know threads the needle, not overplayed, um, yeah. but of course by a meatball band, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, this song in particular, like I love the like how upbeat the the bass baseline is. Um, it's a little bit different than than most of the door songs. Um, and it's kind of a jam jam bandy sort of uh, door song, and um, yeah, it's got a like a nice sort of jam bandy uh, guitar solo going on. But uh, mm. so you know, yeah, I am a big Doors fan. Uh, I love this song. Um, Dave, why don't you jump in here? Yeah, mm. dude, I'm glad that uh, you submitted this. Obviously, well, I mean, no, a GD Dave. What do you got to say? Oh, oh. I, I was just going to say that. Yeah, this one uh, comes in from our our master of the hot takes, listener Ben. Whoa! Wow. What's Water up was. now, boy? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, boys? Oh, I don't even man. have a yet. Who's this Ben? Uh, He's nice the work, master ben. of the hot takes. He, ben, yeah, we yeah, missed yeah. the hot takes for episode one. Of season he even two. had a a, a comp meant that you know he typically comes in with like a minute two minute long drop on his songs but he just had one short comment on this one kind of fitting with the the meatball talk he says great low spin song by a band everyone has heard about but might not know exactly wow. right he, yeah he, he threaded great the needle job. perfectly man yeah. nice uh, job, ben. To, to the guild, to all guild, the frodos right? out there just just real quick a, a note to all the frodos out there this is perfect meatball content right yeah. if you're gonna go to a meatball factory you got to ask yourself i think two or three questions is this song getting skipped by people because it's been overplayed? They've yeah. heard it too much over the course of their life. Any chance of that happening? Don't submit it. Second one is, is there 
is this a song that you want to hear in 2020? Like last season, we had an in excess song that was just a little bit too dated. You're um, welcome. And uh, so I think those are the two questions. So Ben, you threaded the needle. Man, bravo. The needle threading. Yeah. Got a meatball factory through. Maybe the hardest thing to do on this podcast. So way to go, man. Can't wait to hear his hot take on his own hot take, you know, coming soon to a group me chat near you. All right. Well, blood's on the highway. Dave, let's get back to it. I'm sure it's only going to get more bloody from here. All right, next up is Seku Umaru from Songhoi Blues. So, might be a bit of a shock with the voting out there, but we got another guild. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There we go. Yes. This song's great. I'm so excited. Uh, Berg, you ha- you have to take a bow on this one, yes? Uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take a bow and uh, and pass off a passion token to my boy Lubs over there. Uh, <laughs> wow. What's up, passion token? <laughs> the cloak. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, my first time listening to this song was uh, on probably, you know, like maybe 1, 2 a.m. in uh, Kyoto, Japan uh, at a 7-Eleven. I get a text um, from from Loves. Somehow this song reached me before this week's playlist, and uh, <laughs> I ended up I ended up spending a half hour in the Seven <laughs> Eleven, <laughs> uh, texting back and forth with with Loves about this song and listening wow. to this song over and over again. So yeah, what you got here? This is a Sahara Strutter. That's what you've got. Like <laughs> yeah. the way the rolling like uh, finger snaps and and claps work. It's so good, um, but yeah, this so this is more Tuareg guitar, and um, you know it's a passion token because I love the fact that my boy Loves is still out there in the Sahara mining away. Um, because you know you, you can't just pick a random Tuareg guitar song and it be a banger, you know. Yeah, there's still plenty of trash in the Tuareg world. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so this this was a band that I hadn't yet uh, stumbled upon, and um, you know he introduced me and uh yeah i love this song it's great what do you guys think arcade what'd you think well just for to make everything official i gave the last song a yes right yes we we got i didn't get to say that oh yeah uh, and and it needs to be documented so this song i immediately started bouncing my head when this song began like Mm -hmm. it's like okay there's something going on here kind of the guitar has this cool like lightning hopkins vibe but also like this hendrix light kind of spliced in there um and i'm a guitar guy guys if if you haven't heard yeah um great vocals holy crap like the vocals on this song are so good uh kind of sounds like uh the band is collectively like casting a spell on their enemy as they (laughs) sing song kind of sounds like a ritual um i love the backing vocals the say goo or whatever they're saying Uh and then the break like the they come in on this the harmony the the johnny forgotten cab down da mima or whatever the hell they say right. is really really catchy I've i can't got, stress I've, enough how much i dig like the stacked vocals in this song that's exactly what i pulled here's a little bit of that everybody the johnny forgotten cab down <laughs> 
Yeah, so good. Like it's just they're just perfectly in sync. Yeah, really great. Yeah, and then like a, I think a minute left, this tambourine comes in, and the backing vocals all just kind of come in with a like a hot like like the freaking spell is over. It's been cast. Whoever received it screwed. So this gets a, a voodoo child approved yes from me. <laughs> yes. Bravo. <laughs> uh yeah i can't add much to that i mean they're they're written down as a desert blues band from north molly you know which is just man what a great uh, six words that is uh probably my quickest yes of the week obviously i had berg pegged as the diversity pick but man loves bravo to you for wearing that cloak and uh diversity in one not that we're keeping track of cloaks anymore um but yeah, incredible melody and and vocals up against the groove of the, you know, the bass and the guitar. And uh, yeah, nothing not to like. Like they just, they put it all together. So yeah, tell us about it, man. Well, Cloud, let's how talk is this a, not song talk real quick? It's you, so, you it's guys, that's, that's exactly where I want to start. It's song uh, talk and okay. I should be fined. And I ask, I, I plead with the court. I, I'm guilty <laughs> as charged. I was so excited. So I, I got into the Torah guitar scene. Um in the last six months or whatever, this thing got fed up to me in my discovery weekly. And I was so excited by how good it was instantly that I, I was like, I got to send this to Berg. I don't know if after I got slapped down with my last Torta guitar song, if there was any, any chance that I'd ever submit another song. And so I was like, Berg, like I can't keep this one secret from you for the next few years. Like you have to hear this thing. So I sent it to him. And, uh, and then I just kept listening to it over the course of the last few months. And I was like, this might be my favorite song right now. I love wow. this song. It's got, you know, Arcade Dave says, how does, does this song make me feel cool? Like if you were, if, if we were in the car on a long road trip and we were all yeah. passing around like responsibilities for a song and I pulled this one out, I would feel cool, yes. right? It'd be like, check this one out, guys, right? Um, it's got that world music spin on kind of Delta Blues. I love that Lightning Hopkins analogy, Dave. I, I didn't make that, but the... That light Hendrix thing, I also didn't pick that. I love that uh, analysis there. Just a bit of history on these guys. They were forced out of North Mali, which I think has been kind of taken over by um, like Sharia law, Islamic kind of thing going on up there. Um, the guitarist was threatened with his life as if he was ever seen in public with his guitar. Wow. So they fled further south. Badass. Um, yeah. And this song, it, the lyrics, I, I found some translation. It's... Um, it's it's got uh, it's got something to do with uh, with all that. So there's there's a lot of blues kind of built into the song. They're casting um, spells, I knew it. Yeah, it's, you're right. Yeah, I wrote. Where are, are there any? Are they now? Do we know? I think they're touring the world. Um, no, no, I think they kind of got out everywhere. But yeah, Molly. you'll probably bump into them somewhere. Right. <laughs> I think it's North Molly that they're not allowed to go to. I think. Well, well I actually have no idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop pretending. <laughs> Anyways, I'm flattered with the uh, the guild. That's amazing. Um, wow, Sung Hoi, man, way to go, boys! Amazing. Let's do this. Mm. Two guilds of the night. We got two guilds, boys. That's amazing. I think we're done. It sounds like we're done. Yeah. There's only one yeah. yes from Loves left. So yeah, yeah I, I doubt it's uh, it's gonna get the guild treatment. But uh, all right, so back to you, Dave. What do we got next? Uh, next up is Low Ghost with Night Flowers. So this one came in with just the one vote. Ooh. Ooh. 
But it's going to get a passion token. Oh, man. Blood (laughs) loves his body. Listen, man, this song commits one of the biggest sins. All right. I wrote all this out so that I don't, you know, end up screaming at somebody. (laughs) Maybe the biggest sin. It starts kind of cool and makes me think, okay, we got a slinky bass line and then we got kind of a smoky female vocal going. I start kind of leaning in like, okay. Starts to build a little bit. There's starts talking about her fists. And then there's this declarative statement. There's blood in my body. And it sounds like this. Do we have that drop? Is that? Oh, of course. How could I not pull that? Here you go. There's blood in my body. And it sounds like this. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so we got loud moaning. And here's the crazy thing. I'm still kind of in. I'm laughing a Mm -hmm. little bit. But yeah. I'm still kind of in. I'm thinking to myself, huh? And I re- literally wrote this down: bold submission. Right. Maybe they'll do something rad with that later in the song that'll tie it all together and make that bizarre line make more sense to me. Or <laughs> nope. maybe the weirdness of it's just going to grow on me, and I'll marinate right. into that. Right. Yeah, Either way, like I'm, I'm not going to cast this out. Luke, you sound like you're on board with me. I, I had the same but journey. Here's the problem. Erotic. <laughs> then journey. we hit. Minute 155, and there's this random dude that comes out of nowhere. He's talking about holy water. And before I know it, we're back into this this wailing woman's blood thing. And I cannot believe that this song was submitted. This is the season two equivalent, but even further along the path of the Cole Williams submit. He has been forgiven for his sins. He has been eclipsed by this awful piece of stoop. This is the cherry on top. The oohs and the ahs then go in about the blood. They then go into the acapella discordant harmony for what Uh feels like an eternity, but Spotify assures me is only 21 seconds. (laughs) When it ends, I breathe a sigh of relief and I'm just like, I cannot believe that somebody had the passion for this song to submit it. The boldness, knowing that it was going to get dunked on this hard, I humbly (laughs) hand you my passion token. Wow. Yeah. Ryan, can can I can I take your um I don't know who's gonna do the dunk. Either you're throwing it in the air and I'm gonna grab it and dunk it, or mm. I'm throwing it in the air and you've already dunked it. But well, can I just yeah, tell so you please. what I wrote really quick? Uh-huh. Yes, go. I'm gonna read this word for word. Agree with everything you you just said, but then my mechanic Steve shows up for the second verse. This is where the song <laughs> loses control and wraps itself around a telephone pole. They try and bring back, no, wait, there's this part that you really like, blood in my body, like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force didn't just cameo, and the rest of the song sounds like a meme as a result. Wow. Uh, yeah, I. the funny thing for me is that when that the, the dude comes in, uh, I could see from like the pictures on Spotify that this was a guy-girl group, and I was like, okay, so they're basically the XX except a lot moodier and a lot more, you know, into their feelings per se. And then when this guy started singing, it's cold in this water. Mechanic Steve. Mechanic Steve. See, I was like, Oh, is this a Glenn Hansard collab? Like I thought that was Glenn Hansard, uh, for sure. From the, the popular movie once, uh, if you guys have never heard Glenn Hansard, here's what he sounds like. Want something 
I literally went and looked it up. I was like, oh, did Nightflowers do some sort of, you know, collaboration with, with Glenn Hansard? Uh, no, that's just the other guy trying to sound as much like Glenn Hansard as possible. Um, and I will uh, finish off my version of the dunk to say that I was listening to this in my office, in my on my Sono speakers. So, you know, allowed for anybody in the house to hear. And Nat comes walking down the stairs right at the seminal moment that Love's called out. She stops in her tracks and just stares at me, you know? And I'm like, hey, I have no defense. Like, what? How, how could you ever, how could you listen to this song not on headphones? And that's when I was like, yeah, essentially, I, I determined a new category, which is headphones only, you know, which certain songs, it's okay. They can be like that. But yeah, there was no way I was going to be able to give it the yes. I do appreciate, Lubs, I had not looked at the passion token the same way you just did, which is like, look, I'm giving you a passion token while not voting yes. Uh, but I dig that. I'm, I feel like I might incorporate that into future votes. So yeah, um, I, I dug like the baseline, like, like you said, when you first hear the blood in my body, it's because all the, the musical elements are kind of backing it up, but yeah, stripping it down to, to just the vocals puts you in a weird place, especially when your wife walks in on you listening to loud <laughs> female moaning. What did you so. think of the guitar, the guitar during the moaning vocals? I thought that it, it complemented it, right? It like it's great. supported it. It like picked it up and was like, see, this is like, there's this cool thing going on underneath. That's like helping yeah. this emotional, you know, outcry or whatever it is. So it this sounds is almost like a good song. Yeah. It sounds like this is a Berg submit. Amazing that loves compared it to Cole Williams. Berg, is this yeah, you? Or is this like a you guys listener? coming around on it. Well, <laughs> look, I'm honored. I'm honored to get so much passion. You know, if there's, if there's one thing that, uh, that you know, I want to you know um, promote to our our listeners who are submitting and to the other podsters is to uh, you know submit the songs that can generate passion, either positive or negative. So um, yeah, I mean, I knew this song, of course, was going to be divisive um, because it is it kind of bucks the the regular format of a song, right? Like the chorus is, is she's she's moaning, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so this is this is kind of one of those songs where I think I had heard it originally on Spotify and then maybe heard it out and about bouncing around. No uh, chance, no Europe, way. You did or... not hear it out and about. Yeah, yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, about a lot, Ryan. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, I've 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 heard this song out and about. <laughs> I've heard like I've heard um, uh, a lot of the songs that I've either submitted or. Um, or you know, uh, or have been gilded, um, you know, in in the in the list um, since I originally heard them on Spotify. But um, wait, I got a quick yeah, theory. Uh, I got a quick theory, Berg. I, I read an article that said like in Japan, uh, no, like not seven, in Japan. No, no, no. But like Seven Elevens in Japan, uh, like will play like a a really high pitched um, uh, sound that people our age in their forties and older can't hear but is super loud and annoying so that like youth don't like uh, loiter in front wow. of these stores. And I'm guessing that's where you heard this thing out and about. It was this probably the, like playing like at the end of a closing time in a bar to try and get people to the, leave. The anti-loitering <laughs> anthem of Japan. This well, not you ever in South Africa, Berg? Cause they're a Cape yeah, Town I, duo. Yeah. Well, I, I was in Cape Town for a while. Um, huh? And that's when I had my sugar man story. Um, right. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, I, I dig the the, uh, the kind of 
um, risky format that they go for on this song. And uh, so that's the reason why I submitted it. I didn't think that it would get gilded, but I thought maybe it would get some passion. Um, I was hoping for some love passion, but it didn't get that. But it sounds like, you know, you, you at least appreciated the guitar there, Dave. Dude, the and, guitar uh, during the moaning is freaking on par with the Edges guitar in Red Hill Mining Town. Right. Which well, let's wow. just take it easy. That's some high praise. Holy cow. Let's <laughs> just similar tap riff. the brakes a wee bit. <laughs> no. Uh, but I'll take the, I'll take the negative passion so. token. That is why we have the passion token in both directions. You're I right. think that's a, I didn't a know well-deserved passion token. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it went both ways either, but I was so passionate about the song, I, I was determined to hand it out. So. I've been saying it, it should go both ways ever since we started talking about the idea of the passion token. Well, You're there Ryan. you go. Ideas, right. man. You can't steal other people's ideas, Ryan. Well, uh, wow, a lot You're of history the there. You're off. <laughs> so much Dang history. It. The takeover continues. <laughs> right. All right. There, there it goes. Low ghost with night flowers. An we arrow into up, the guys. crowd. We're only halfway done. Yeah. Well, we got passion tonight, man. We'll mm -hmm. just let it run. Yeah. Okay. You know, we we have to instruct these Frodo's in the merits. Ultimately, <laughs> it's an arrow into the crowd, but it is redeemable, Berg. Your passion for it. You may have convinced yeah. the community, <laughs> and this thing might end up. I don't know that an arrow can ever become yeah, a kill, no. but it might I end up in the fork. No. Yeah, with oh. that stellar argument that I presented. <laughs> yeah, that, that passion. Hey, at least, at least Dave was to my defense, and there is a possibility that I heard it when I was in Cape Town. Actually, right. quite a good possibility, probably. And if you were moved by the fact that Berg heard this song in the wild one time in some non-American, non-Japanese country, then yeah, hey, maybe maybe it deserves your vote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just heard Golka Dunya last week or two weeks ago, which is rightfully gilded. So you know that uh, one, that one is the DJ yeah. there had the right right track. The other DJ the might have there, been Berg avoiding is, uh, loitering. Not every song you hear on your travels needs to make fun. All right. Uh, Commissioner Dave, back to you. What do we got next? Next song up is Whiskey River from Willie Nelson. Whiskey River, take my mind. Don't let her memory torture me. So this one's going to come in as a split. It's the Homesbees versus the newly named Draper and Campbell. Man. Draper and Campbell, what up? I can't Draper be a Sterling. Campbell. Luke. Okay. Yeah. You're Campbell. Okay. I yeah. got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mad Men references. Um, <laughs> my notes on this are very short. It, it, it's like, it says, look, good effort. Uh, I, I, you know, this was trying to thread the needle the way that uh, Peace Frog did. Um, I'm not a big Willie Nelson guy, just like I was not a big Doors guy props in that I'd never heard this Willie song before and that the general groove, you know, really gets there. Um, but the, the, the titular part of the song, when it goes into super jingly, jangly, jangled twangy town, uh, lost me. I'm drowning in a whiskey river. Salad. Bathing my it's it's like a whole new song at that point and i don't like that song and usually i'm a guy that likes like hey a little change a little onesie twosie you know it built into one song uh but that one never never did it for me so i like the rest but the, the what, what crazy if i told tempo you change, Luke, that the yeah. the theme of being completely sloshed on whiskey and that right. part of that song is like uh i put yourself in that mentality being a little drunk and mm -hmm. being like 
uh, I can barely play this right now. <laughs> and that's what I, that's what I, I think the thematic, what he's doing right there is, is what's going on. And maybe a release valve just for if Willie was playing this during a very drunken night, he's like, okay, at least I got this part to look forward to. It's super easy. I can just sing about how I'm actually drowning in a whiskey river. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, good effort again, but I, I couldn't give it the yes vote. Uh, Arcade sounds like you're with me. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll take it from here. Uh, so my notes on this song, uh, and, and I, I give every song its proper like analyzations. So the bass stands out immediately, outshines Willie, in my opinion. The bass line in this song is fantastic. Um, I love the Grateful Dead-like guitar that kind of garnishes the, the song, kind of pokes in from the right pan. It's easy to sing along to, I guess, if you ever hear this song. Uh, but the the chorus, which I think it begins with, you're right, Luke, it's this weird format. It's like, wait, is the really chill part where the song changes the chorus or does it start with the chorus or whatever? Yeah. It's actually kind of a creative format, but it doesn't totally work. And so the chorus sounds like Midnight Special to me, which is a song I've never liked um, hmm. because of the movie uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. If you guys remember that one. Um, yeah. Do you guys remember that movie? No, I, I do. Sadly. Where he, I mean, where I don't know. Maybe not sadly. Yeah. Where he turns into a monster. <laughs> right. And he kills the guys hitchhiking with dude. That's a fantastic movie. Anyway, um, the standouts in this song, I really love the submission to alcoholism message. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> I'm drowning in a whiskey river. <laughs> Willie even laughs at one point when he's singing the chill part. I don't All know right. if you guys noticed that he's like, I'm drowning in a whiskey river. <laughs> and you're like, let's go with this little laugh because he even understands that like the point he's at the ridiculous point he is at where, pain has just completely dominated him whatever woman like destroyed his heart he is fully into alcoholism here and he's making fun of how ridiculous he is um which i i can appreciate you know he just like i i I like that but but this sound um i can do a lot of genres and i love this area of country that like kind of grateful dead um space that obviously the dead and willie nelson kind of popularized but it's not a genre that thrills me yeah um this you know like it's i can do it as opposed to whatever genre that cole guy is in um but this one blends in so it's a respectful nah berg what'd you think um well yeah i thought this was a fun sing-along pick that uh you know i hadn't really heard before or much of before i think it, was this uh, pretty young Willie Nelson? Does anybody know? I bet. Sing this song. I did not look up the discography. Anybody? It's seventies Willie, which I don't is think you can in Whiskey River at eighty. Right. Yeah, it's it's. You'd probably say it's mid mid uh, mid Willie. Mid Willie. His early <laughs> Willie was like him writing songs for everybody else, and then mid Willie is uh, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like a fully erect Willie. No, then there's like, <laughs> <laughs> then there's stoner Willie comes along, and now there's just like kind of institutional old guy Willie. Post yeah. Willie, iconic, um, legendary Willie. Yeah, yeah. I'm su- so Classic I'm surprised Willie. that Luke voted nah because Luke, you've submitted a few songs that are in the country-ish whiskey true. genre. It's true, and yeah. uh, and this song dominates those songs. Uh, oh, like this is what those songs want to be is yeah no there's definitely some songs i've submitted that oh uh, maybe everything that they are to songs like this yeah you're right i'm not paying respect to my elders per se by voting no on this song 
Yeah. So yeah, I dug the song. I wanted to, you know, sing along and drink some whiskey with my boys every time it came along, came on. Um, and I, yeah, I dig those points that uh, Arcade brought up. That was kind of insightful. Um, you know, looking to the lyrics and stuff. That uh, you know, so I'm surprised you voted Nah as well. Loves. Yeah. What do so you think? I love Dave's analysis. Actually. Um, yeah. This song got served up to me in the last few years at some point on a DW. My mom loved Willie Nelson, um, but I couldn't remember ever having heard this song. Uh, this has got a, I wanted to go for the genre diversity award. Um, so I, I got my, you know, <laughs> Molly Blues song and I've got my um, 1970 uh, country song here. Good thing you didn't submit your shoegaze. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Careful. There's a, a few country tropes that are present. One Dave already called out, which is the storytelling. Um, this is storytelling, heartbreak, alcoholism, but it's not too heavy handed. It kind of reminds me. Uh, I remember being like in my senior English class and there's this short story that's attributed to Hemingway for say like the shortest story you can write. He did the six word. I, I don't even, I think this oh, isn't baby necessarily shoe? even his. Yeah. The baby shoes uh, for sale, baby shoes, never worn. Uh right this yeah. song we don't know why he's we assume he's got some rough relationship here but we don't necessarily know all the details it's just this is a guy who is in the bottom of a of a drink here and and uh he's having trouble and so there's there's that element of kind of the the country trope there's a vocal trick in this thing where i first noticed this in the um in the movie walk the line about uh johnny cash where in country like old school country I'm sure this is everybody, but I notice it um, in country. These guys that'll start um, singing uh, a verse kind of far away, but far away from the mic, they'll move close and then start the words. So it'll be like, I'm drowning in, you know, like it's, yeah. it's this approach right. thing. And what Willie and, and uh, Johnny Cash, I, I've noticed these guys do is then they pair that with like a female vocal. And for whatever reason, that hits the sweet spot for me. I love that. Huh. And the final thing I really want to talk about is that uh, he's got the country trope of kind of the slide steel guitar in there, but the the uh, the actual guitar solo is this plucked acoustic on mm -hmm. his guitar, which is eventually going to either reside, hopefully not in like a hard rock cafe, but hopefully it'll be in like the Smithsonian. His guitar's name is Trigger. Yeah. And I encourage you to go look at it. It's has a hole in it. Dave, as a guitar guy, yeah, it's got a big giant hole. It's like a acoustic guitar. Instead of playing it finger plucking, he's always used a flat pick, and he's dug a hole into this thing. And for like the last forty years, he's had people um, signing it. Like like legends of music have have uh, like etched their names into this thing. It's a hmm it's a cultural artifact and it's an, it's, it's kind of cool to hear it take a, um, take a starring kind of role in this song. He, he actually, when he went through his whole IRS trouble back in the nineties, he told his daughter, like, you have to go hide trigger because <laughs> if the IRS confiscates that guitar, my career is over. Like I won't, I'll just quit. He's played like 10,000 songs with it. Holy the steel cow. frets are worn all the way down. Um, been fixed he has never restored times. it in any way. Like I he, 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 he takes it in. A, he's got a guitar tech. I read this on Wikipedia. He's got a good, same guitar tech he's had forever. Once a year, he takes the guitar down to Austin, Texas, to uh, to have it uh, 
you know, get a, get a, get a check in, get an oil change, I guess. But, uh, it, it's an amazing guitar and, yeah. uh, it's, it's so cool to kind of see this grizzled old guy, um, carrying around this thing that, I mean, like Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash and Gene Autry, like th- these guys that are like Grand Ole Opry, old school country legends, um, have, have signed that thing. And it's still huh. on the stage playing these songs. Kind of cool. So anyways, wow. Willie Nelson. Whiskey River. Way to Hopefully bring the, uh, the fans man. love that. Good, yeah. good content there. Yeah. Sugar bowl. All right. Dave, uh, Commissioner, back to you. What do we got? And next up, we have The Lone Bellow with Count on Me. This world can take you Need an arm around your neck So unfortunately, this is gonna be another one coming in with just the one vote. Mm. Don't say two in a row. Hmm. Oh wait, not two in a row. Arcade, you said you don't say. So do you want to start us off? Uh huh. Okay. So right away, um, I get that this guy is like, you know, wipe your tears away from your eyes. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift you up. You even have like that, that U two driving bass drum, right? That's. Uh, synonymous with i'm gonna lift you up type songs um i can appreciate the sort of hope soaked pre-chorus and and even the chorus which kind of blend together like this song goes into the chorus without even knowing it you're like oh we're here already um because he's here to bolster the downtrodden right like jeff hamlet whatever this guy's name is brett waffles he's gonna do it (laughs) and uh Brett Waffles, mm-hmm. lead singer G. of the Lone Bellow. I've known Dave for we're we're coming up on uh, twenty years here, and the most reliable joke he's got always makes me laugh is when he just starts inventing names for people. Right, Brett mm-hmm. Waffles. He convinced me we had a neighbor named Terry Website once yep. upon a time. I was <laughs> I like, was, really? The website is that like a Terry Website? Is mm. that like a Slovakian? I've never heard Website as a last name before. <laughs> it's just Dr. It, like Doctor Spachanum so to you. Stupid. Yeah. I'll make Anyways. this. I'll make this a twenty-second thing. So I pick Ryan up. We're driving. I start lying about something right away. He's like, "I, you're not going to get me t- today, Dave. I'm not falling for it, man." <laughs> I was like, "Dang it!" I was silent for three seconds for the reset, and I was like, "Dude, get this. I just met a guy named Terry Website." Who's like, really? <laughs> I'm gullible. Yeah. I don't oh, man. Okay. Mm. So so back to the song. Okay. Mm. So there's all this stuff going on, but. The chorus is taken straight from the Gillette soundtrack, or as my wife said, I think it sounds more like Jeep Cherokee. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And that's where it loses me. Like, you know, I love the message. You can count on me, but I don't believe him because he's not real. This is the guy singing in the commercial about the guy whose wife just felt his smooth, closely shaven face. (laughs) And the chorus hits and leaves uh, like as this guy's leaving for work, she smiles, you know, with like that satisfaction that only Gillette can provide. And I, I was out at that point, you know, I don't know, but I can pick up the thread here. Pass the ball. Um, I wrote who, who would love this song? And I said, the person that loves this is the person that listened to drops of Jupiter by train and was like, damn, where can I get some more of that? <laughs> Good call. Uh, I wrote, is this country? I think it's probably modern country and it's, it's just great. Uh, salt AI to put this right next to Willie. 
because it's it doesn't have the Hemingway six song like it, it, there's no lyrics here that I'm like it, it's got the uplifting like choir and the whole thing and it's it, it is kind of like late period U two with okay we're gonna throw some uplifting nonsense at you and hope it turns into like an anthem um, but there's no like classical country like hey we're we're going straight into a, a, like a specific narrative where you can see this whole thing playing out and i find that annoying i i it's just got the slick nashville via la studio production i'm yeah. reading my notes here hmm. sucks the soul out of country and makes an uninteresting artifact out of our depressing times <laughs> i had this as an insta hate my passion scale, I had it as industry disgust. Me too. And uh, I hate country. I hate modern country music because of songs like this. So, Jasberg, do you want to continue the dunk? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to dunk too hard because I, I this was just a little passion song for me. Like, I didn't have passion for it. It was just, uh, it's it, it didn't feel authentic. So, you know, I'll be the third to say that. Um and the thing that hung me up the most was the chorus. Every time the chorus came, I, you know, like the start of the song, this, the part that you played, that sounded sounded good. But um, the chorus is what what really threw me off. But I definitely didn't despise this song the way the other guys did. But it just, you know, evoked zero passion from me in one way or the other. So, yeah, easy nah, soft nah, though. Man, do, the listeners re- might bring this back though, so it's time to bring the passion. What do you got, Luke? <laughs> yeah, can you redeem your own <laughs> submit if you just say "What's up, boys"? Uh, yeah, this is my submit. This is a, a DW find. They're a, a trio out of Brooklyn, and you know they're putting on some music that's getting a ton of spins. This one caught my ear Local. during the break, uh, and yeah, my my notes kind of predicted this. You know, I I can imagine people feeling the song is a bit formulaic. Uh, but hey, it's in and out in 240. If you don't dig it, that's fine. I realize that 240. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I enjoy the fact that I can submit everybody submit to the cattle prod and this and get equal levels of passion from Lubs. You know, which is great because those two <laughs> songs could not be yeah. more far apart on the uh, on the the musical spectrum. You know, so um, yeah, this is a you know, I guess an innocuous song. I realized I was not submitting something that came with a lot of passion. Um, so, and I said, if someone has strong negative feelings about the song, I'll be entertained. And I surely was well done boys. Well, so. the, the fact that they're from Brooklyn just stamps the inauthenticity factor even more. Right. Yeah. You and I guess I write country and stuff from Brooklyn. Yeah. Did, I guess it struck doing? everybody as more country. I kind of struck it yeah. as like a little bit more on the soul side of country, you yeah, know, yeah. like, but just with like the trio of vocalists, right? And and the I didn't I don't right. necessarily equate that with with country per se. I guess obviously there are plenty of country songs that do that, but I never really thought that saw them putting like the twang in their voice or anything that you do to kind of nudge yourself towards hopefully getting that Nashville bump, you know. But um, I can I can understand it. I accept everyone's scorn, um, you know, and uh, you can't you can't win them all. So yeah. rush right out and vote for this one, community. Clearly, he <laughs> loves it. Yeah. I would just say, you know, the one note that I didn't read off here, Luke, I, I had this pegged as you, but then I was like kind of self-doubting because I was like, well, this sounds to me like with a 
with uh, if Caleb was singing it from Kings of Leon, like yeah, it, yeah. this song could be on a late era Kings of Leon album. Yeah. Um, it's weak with Kings some different production. Mm -hmm. You had that yeah. note too, Berg. So I, well, I had the Kings of Leon note as well. Like it, I, I was saying they're, you know, they're trying to channel Kings of Leon, but they fail miserably. Right. right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it just it, and if you and if you like Kings of Leon and if you got Kings of Leon to listen to, why would you want to spend these guys ever? Right. Yeah. I guess I'm that's true. Changing the, my passion pick. How dare you? Luke? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. The the variety of trying to submit a new the artist every week introduced, strikes again. The guy you know? that introduced Kings of Leon to me. Now uh -huh. you're introducing these guys. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Where do you get off, sir? <laughs> come Luke, on, you're off guys. Yeah, I'm uh, off. <laughs> Can I give a Brooklyn shout out to a band called Dead Stars? My friend John Waterberg, who I've known for like 30 years. Great uh, throwback 90s, authentic rock Nirvana inspired music. Well, you could have submitted them. That yeah. would have been proper. Uh, well, you know, up, this, this podcast has tens of thousands of listeners. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I really want to push my buddy's band. Got it. Yeah. There we go. Got it. Perfect. All right, back to uh, the commissioner. What do we got next? Next song up is The Water's Gonna Save Me from Mo Lauda and the Humble. Can't get worse, can it? Oh, it can. Spirit through a looking glass from a distance. This one's coming in as a split. We got Draper and Campbell versus the Holmesbees. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, Holmesby's continue the the dunketh. Sounds like you're pretty. Oh yeah, tee it up, buddy. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're pretty passionate about this one uh, in terms of the hate. Um, so, I had uh, my note is that if uh, we had a raid redemption, I'd probably throw it at this song actually. So I'm interested to hear, uh, you know, why Draper and Campbell or whatever the name is. Um, you know what? What the uh, the good parts that I'm missing about this song? So I didn't hate this song. Um, I I dug it, but uh, it, it's definitely not something that I'm voting and wanting to have it in the guild after a week of spins. Hmm. So I don't quite understand, um, you know, what it is about this song that uh, would make it special and make it guildable. But yeah, I I I wasn't annoyed in, in any way by the song. But loves you didn't like the song. You hated it. What's uh, yeah, let me see here. Um, my marination note. Um, let me uh, let me let me make sure I get this right. Uh, hard to remember this song when it wasn't playing, but then every time I played it, it was a nah. <laughs> and then I, on my passion scale, I wrote the following note: grunge purity hate. Okay, <laughs> let me explain. Um. So why would someone love this? I always start with that, right? Uh, and I go, all right, they probably wanted to get some of that late 90s thing where bands were trying to merge grunge with like Dave Matthews band into like, some kind of funky mix. And I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I mean by that. So if, if we start with this, Dave, you're the guitar guy. Is that some kind of minor chord strum at the start that we kick mm -hmm. it off with? For me, I know immediately I'm in for a rough journey. I'm like, oh, that tone, that <laughs> strum. <laughs> Here we go. We got a mountain to climb. Um, and we had this low key start still with a couple of strums, a little, a little picking arpeggio thing. Okay, fine. We've heard the song. Yeah, we've heard it. Right. Um, usually by collective soul or, um, 
who was the song, who was the band with the live right the band with the placenta falling to the ground yeah i know yeah. these aren't exactly like whatever but we got this like hey we're gonna take it all back we're gonna give it back we got kind of we, I, I wrote we transitioned into funk town for a moment right and and then it we our drummer switches and he's hitting the ride that that little cymbal bell he's just hitting that 16th notes and I, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening with the song. And then we're at a minute five and I wrote grunge time, matchbox 20 style. Shoot me in the face. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Loves, if I core- could add some, some color, th- this is the part of the song that you're talking about where I think, uh, unlike what uh, Arcade said last week about there being a production or a songwriting fumble, this is absolutely a production fumble in that, yeah, the, the tone on this guitar is 100% pulled from the grunge era. Like just that fuzz that that if they had just pulled out a different guitar, the guitars they use for the rest of the song, it would not be so terrible. Right. Yeah. Listen. So the fuzzy guitar is a fantastic thing. Okay. In, In the guitar world, the fuzz pedal is like the catnip. It is catnip for guitarists. (laughs) They can't say no. It's it's so it's such an attractive sound. We the uh, the the best fuzz pedals are compared to Velcro ripping. You guys Mm. need to freaking get some appreciation for fuzz. This is not grunge. This is unlike the last song, inspired by Kings of Leon. This Mm. is a Kings of Leon band. I'm going to tell you about this song. This is not my pick. I don't know who submitted this. But I dig this dude's voice because it sounds like the guy from Kings of No, nope, wrong. Eject. <laughs> Everybody voting. No. Yep. Listen to him grunt, yep. like grinding out the freaking chorus. It's nope. awful. He's got he's got that Kings of Leon thing going on. The previous song does not. You guys need to get your genres all, all squared away. <laughs> then he gets really loose midway <laughs> through the verse, which I can only compare to freaking Bruce Springs. Like he, there's no way he can sing that particular part. You know where the, the verse gets really swingy? Mm-hmm. Like, get up, yeah, this that's the best part of the song. I've pulled that as well. If you'd like yeah, to hear it, here like it that. is. Best part, you're right. No that way is, you can sing that without dancing like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, dancing like no reason, video. like, that's the reason, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. So, already this guy's enjoying what he's doing, you can tell he's loving it, right? Pre-chorus is nicely crafted, Ryan. Those jingly guitars and that cymbal, yeah. and the shuffling drums all complement each other in this really nice recipe of sound. Then it wraps in three beautiful notes right before the chorus. Like, bam, down, down. Mm-hmm. It goes into the chorus, and you get this kick-ass fuzz guitar carrying the song like a freaking river from Tron's hometown. And then it wraps <laughs> with this great little hook, and I think the lyrics are, and I'll believe it when I'm ready, but I'll never be ready to choose. Mm-hmm. Then we get a guitar solo in this song, which is not your typical like, like it's a really finely crafted, beautiful, catchy guitar solo that reminds me of freaking Rocky hitting a speed bag. So wrong again. It's my, a total yawn or snoozer. <laughs> no, it's great. It just complements the song nicely. They're not going for it. So what I like about this song, just like the aforementioned boss, is this song works really hard. And I was on the fence all week with this song until I started writing about it. And then I realized like, hey, this is a pretty good song that works hard for its money. And it freaking won a yes from me. Yes. 
Yeah, uh, this is the second week in a row that both of my submits appeared back to back on the playlist. So this is Luke's submit, uh, another DW find from over the break. And this one I will come to the defense of uh, much harder than I did. Count on me. Uh, and I'm going to do it by just playing that pre-chorus again. It's that good. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling it. Feel like, like that is like, that yeah. is the perfect like vocal melody that is doing something different but also fully complementary to what's happening underneath like that is what i'm looking for like this song would come on and the opening verse was fine good it was right there in the middle and then that pre-chorus would come on every time and then that little guitar that kind of shuffles its way into the full chorus is also great uh and I, every time they came on i was bobbing my head and i was having a great time uh arcade it sounds like you actually kind of enjoyed the guitar during the full chorus i i oh, yeah that was that was a, a big oh man i wish they had done something different here so that i could like really be like over the top stoked about this song but everything else was enough to to overpower that uh i just thought that the pre-chorus and and everything around it was was great and yes it's not I don't think building on live or building on nineties grunge era applies here at all. This is a, a, a trio from Philadelphia that got their start in like the early 2010s. And this is like, this is a, you know, band that met in college and started writing songs. I mean, this is kind of the truest sense of, Hey, let's, let's get together and see if we can make some music. And they've done that and they've actually grown to be fairly popular. But you know, this is one of those bands that when they were playing, you know, the, the local club, they were happy to have 50 people in attendance. And now, you know, they're kind of a big deal. They're getting the attention of, of some people and they've, you know, there's a couple music, you know, small awards that they've won, not like pitchfork style, but you know, some of those other random enemy and, and music magazines like that. So, uh, I think these guys are, are a band to watch. I actually dug into some, uh, more of their catalog based on this song and they've got a lot of good stuff. So I, I, I feel like loves you got kind of sucked into like the easy comparisons, you know, you heard a certain sound or you heard a certain vocal and you were like, Oh, alive or, Oh, you know, whatever other band you were comparing them to. And I think if you can separate them from that, they are actually putting out pretty solid rock music in an era that makes it very hard to write yes. and, and, and succeed with rock music. And that's exactly what these guys are doing. They're not trying to listening Luke. Yeah, they're not trying to like put in synths or like backbeats or whatever. They're literally just trying to write good rock songs and and succeed. And they're they're doing it as far as I know. So I would say keep your eye on Molata, maybe try out a couple other songs. And and I think this one is certainly worthy of a few listener votes. Uh shout out to just Kellen. Saying, guys, who, just, who already just, mm. she no, already I want to give you the last me. word. I want to get I know you want to shout out to I want to give you the last word, so I want to just say one thing real quick. Mm. You guys are on thin ice here. You're not in a defensible <laughs> position. These guys end up touring with freaking Matchbox 20 and Rob Thomas in like 15 years on the retirement circuit. That's where this goes. And this is the band that you're putting forward to the guild. You realize that Matchbox 20, as terrible as their music is, are one of the most successful bands ever. <laughs> band who gets the tour with them would be like holy shit guys we get a tour with max Bosch 20 yeah uh i don't i mean i i hear what you're saying loves and i also i mean i hear what arcade's saying too and i don't necessarily put a lot of stock in either of those arguments um but 
I think that there's something to be said for a band that started, uh, you know, in the post Kings of Leon era or whatever era you want to put it in and are trying to put out unique songs like this. And they're not uh, submitting to what probably every producer is telling them to do, you know, to make a song more approachable or, you know, fit in more with this genre or that genre. Um, so, yeah. And shout out to to listener Kellen who gave me some song talk and said this was her standout song of the week. So there's other people out there that are digging it and did not see it the same way you did loves. So we will see how the listeners respond. (laughs) All right. Well, it's a split. It goes to the community community. Do the right thing. You know what to do. (laughs) I like those arguments though. guys. All right. I have my reaction. I would have passion is here. All right. So let's kick it back over to the commish uh we're in the final three here what do we got next next song up is magical clouds with downtown nothing you say will ever be wrong this is another one coming in as a split we got dale blues versus creamy booyah hmm uh I can chime in here. I, I, I guess I just talked a lot, but uh, this was a, a yes for me, obviously. Me and uh, me and Dale Blue's brother getting in on uh, Downtown by Magical Clouds, uh, spelled with a J and a Z if you're trying to look up at home. Yeah. Um, there was another song that I was really hoping was was this song when, when GD said Downtown during the previews last week, but we'll save that for another time. This is the first of two bands in a row that are described as the project of uh bill waffles or whatever that person's name is right which i think was kind of funny just again how random.org figured that out uh crazy this song has 20 million spins compared to all of his other tracks um it was a fencer uh this was kind of the beginning of like the chill outro of this week's playlist right if you were listening in order um super basic rhymes and and, and such but uh, the chorus got to me eventually and uh, for the non-lyrics guy, I-, I thought that this was a really awesome kind of encapsulation of like young love and a pretty unique way to describe it, which uh, goes like this. Is it really this fun when you're on my mind? The next line is uh, what really got me here. Is it really this cool to be in your life? I realize it's got the cheese factor, um, but I thought that that kind of crescendo style singing that he had not unveiled up until, you know, into that part of the song combined with that lyric uh, was enough to to push it over the edge. So not not a passion pick, but uh, definitely good enough to get the yes from me. Berg, sounds like you're in agreement. Yeah. Um, well, this is a Berg submit. Mm. Uh so yeah, this is uh to me, this is kind of the opposite of the black and white years. If you're gonna write a love song, like this guy just goes <laughs> all in about how obsessed he is. And uh, whereas the black and white years song, he's very complacent with his relationships. So um both songs are just kind of unique in the love song genre, which has plenty of songs. Um, but uh yeah, so I just you know, I like the the uh, the lyrics of this song, um, how obsessed he is. And, you know, you wonder if he wrote this song after it all fall apart. And that's, you know, him, him writing her into this first song. And it's kind of a unique way of doing that. But um, 
Yeah, uh, but sounds like sounds like Lubs. You hated it, or you just didn't like it that much. So here we are. We're back in the car. You don't like we're, it like the black and white years. <laughs> nah, we're back in the car. We're on a road trip. We're passing around the phone. Um, everybody's putting in their favorite songs. And Berg, you put this one on. I think we drop you off and just keep driving. <laughs> like this song sucks, man. Like it took me a little while to realize that I just don't like it. Like it's not. It's not like on the dunk scale. It's not. Uh, it's not quite as as bad as uh, the other ones this week. But I got some complaints. Like, I, again, why would someone love this? They, they love the lyrical performance. They're listening to it in the background. They're not. Act, this isn't an active listen song. Maybe they're just like, oh yeah, I've been you know doing work or whatever, and this thing's in the background. And it's kind of humming along. Or, and I wondered if this. I, I now that it's a Berg submit, I, I can't imagine this is the case. But is this featured in any commercials or TV shows where there's like an emotional scene and this song's playing in the background and and then maybe people are mistaking, um, you know, the visual images for actual um, emotional heft and you know, crediting it to this song. I just think this song is kind of like, if you're going crazy for someone, this this uh, this music doesn't match what you know. This song sounds to me yeah. like the lyrics should have been like, "I'm sorta into you, but first I got to finish eating this bagel and this." this juice I'll, I'll get back to you later so the you same lyrics feel... as the black and white year song <laughs> yeah you didn't feel like there was any vulnerability in having it be kind of a slower song you know and the way that he's kind of rising up to those bigger notes like i feel like that's a certain kind of way to express love it doesn't all need to be walking on sunshine when you're trying to write a love song that's right a fair point yeah it's a good point luke right. i just uh for me, yeah, that just, song would suck if the if the music was different. This song would suck, but the, yeah, the, like the imagine if they put the a house beat under this, right? The, like the that's pairing of good. the lyrics and the and the slow the slow sort of ambient uh, musicality is is what does it. So yeah, I agree yeah. with you, Luke. I I just don't I don't understand what he's trying to get across. And like, hey, we're going downtown. It's usually like excitement, whatever, and and we got this drone going on. I'm really crazy about you, but. I'm barely able to get my pulse above that of a blue whale. Like I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Only if you want me to, I get it. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of had the same feeling, Ryan. I, it reminded me of, uh, like most of my, um, comparisons to other songs are going to be U2 songs just because I know their catalog so well and they've done everything. But this reminded me of MLK, which is a song about a dead person. Um, <laughs> so it was very, but I guess this song can be somewhat mournful because, uh, Berg's right. Like there's something really clever in the lyric where, um, he says, if, if this goes wrong, I'll write you into all of my songs. And you're like, Oh, clearly this went wrong. Then I right. loved yeah. that moment. I thought yeah. that was super clever. Um, but I've had girlfriends that made me feel this way. This is why I don't like this song. I've had girlfriends that made me feel this way. Like nothing, uh, lyrics, nothing you say will ever be wrong. Um, is, is sorry. That's my ring is this really this fun when you're on my mind? Is it really this cool to be in your life? And I remember relationships like this where I'm just fawning way too hard. And this <laughs> dude is too. And he's way more into her than she is into him. And she's totally going to dump this dork like that. That is the road for this guy. And so I didn't respect him right off the bat. I was like, Oh yeah, that's exactly why you should. Yeah, but it sounds like yeah, you nobody identified had the balls with to write a love song like this, right? No, yeah. that's, that's a fair that, that's point. Totally the point of this song, like yeah. it's it's so unique in that in that aspect, and like the fact that you can relate to that type of relationship, right? And like 
Most people I, can't I can't. I want to dump him too. I get where she's coming from. <laughs> no, get like, rid of this. I, I, I hated myself in those relationships though. When I was this like obsequious, like complete, like like put her putting the girl on the pedestal, and girls don't like that. They don't like to be put yeah, yeah. pedestals. Right. And so, so yeah, I think like, I think this is post breakup. Like the right, uh, you know, like I think he's like reflecting on 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 the relationship in this song. Well, and I hear what Arcade's saying, and it it reminds me uh, of what he said about "Oh No" by Jaren the Headlights last week. Right? Is that this song doesn't make you feel cool? It makes you feel like a loser. It reminds you of bad yes. times in your life. And I don't want you to answer this question, Arcade, but hopefully at some point you submit a song that you actually like that's like that, right? Because there's got to be songs out there that don't make you feel like you want to puff your chest out, you know, and go climb a mountain that you also love and that are good, but maybe make you feel a little bit vulnerable, right? So I love love that comment, Luke, because you're right. Like music that holds the mirror up to me and like reflects things that I don't like, I do tend to shy away from, but there, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through my my list and see if I can pick out some songs that hit that nail on the head because it's a really good point. Um, I, I don't mind I don't mind being vulnerable or, or songs uh, that are super vulnerable, but um, I thought for the lyrical content, which I thought was really great, I wish this dude just did more with the song, and so it ends up sounding like this really drawn out interlude mm-hmm. more than a song. So I can hear that. Uh, that, that's kind of that's perfect yeah that's exactly right that's what Interlude. drew me away from this song it, it i like the lyrics i like how vulnerable he's being even though i know he's being he's fawning way too hard but it just the music i was like okay do do something else here like do drums come in or like do you get a guest spot from um freaking oh, i forgot his name he's a soul singer who never mind um <laughs> it was in my head for a second and then i went totally blank um Still trying to think of it. Can't think of it. Anyway, so this, this, the verdict for me, downtown is too far away. No, for me. <laughs> Stay in the suburbs. You're enjoying the suburbs, yeah. I'm enjoying yeah. the suburbs. Mm-hmm. All right, Berg, last uh, last word. Your submit, the the listeners in season two. Good final uh, final voting here. Anything you want to say? Um, No. <laughs> I already said my piece, you know? Yeah. Um, Berg hates the listeners. If there's some vulnerable people out there that don't mind, you know, feeling that or at least recognizing that feeling, I think that's why you'd vote yes for this song. I think yeah. so- sonically it's pretty nice. And then if you touch with the lyrics or the, the feeling of the song, then I think that's when it's going to get your yes vote. If you like an interlude that goes nowhere by a freaking <laughs> pathetic dude who whines about a girl that he broke up with, vote mm-hmm. yes. There we go. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Let's kick it back to you, Dave. The commish. What do we got? Next song up is Everything's Fine from Minx. So for the third time this week, we're coming in with just the one vote. Hmm. I got not a lot to say here about this song it didn't bother me that much it just didn't stick out i couldn't remember what it sounded like when i wasn't actively listening to it when i did actively listen to it the only note i had is that in the mix there's like this little casio keyboard effect in the chorus that it's kind of cool and Mm. that was it so it's my passion zero uh mid-tempo indie beige Mm. song of the week passion zero passing it to whoever else i can tag on top of that Uh, um uh berg you want you want to defend it Uh, 
Uh, no, no, no. Go ahead. All right. Well, this is the second of two bands in a row. Again, described as the project of uh, Johnny Bananas or whatever it is. Um, this song in downtown, you know, they're like kind of kissing cousins in a certain degree. I voted no on this song. I voted yes in downtown. So obviously I think they're different. But I do like the idea of magical clouds and minks like running into each other in like a badly lit parking lot late at night. And all of a sudden it's... <laughs> they're just like look man there's only room in this town for one of us to make songs like this all right there can only be so many projects of so and so you know during this this Freaking 10 year Beninja. time frame yeah Freaking shinobi you're the best <laughs> and just imagine yeah. if minks also spelled their name with a z like magical clouds would be like you son of a bitch that was my move. Uh, stole my Z. How did you? Yeah. yeah, only one of us can use the Z, and then they tie their arms together and pull out their knives and dance and fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also had a passion zero note on this one. Loves the song's fine. I, I thought the chorus was like just so stock. Uh, here it is. I I just did not like it. I hear the Casio that you're talking about, Lutz. Yeah. What do you mean the carefully crafted appreciation? Oh. <laughs> sounds like we might have an arcade submit here. Uh, yeah, arcade. Yeah. Or, or Berg, yeah, let's hear from you, and maybe arcade brings it home. I, well, I have this down as the Garbs submit. I, uh, <laughs> he seems to be the one that always submits, like, the dream pop. And I realize that I've, I don't think I've ever voted yes on a dream pop described song and i think this would probably be described as dream pop um it's just kind of one of those songs where you listen to and and then you can't remember any part of it when it's done um so yeah just a, a, another passion zero so easy nah but uh nothing much to say other than uh yeah i don't know dave was it a, a, your submit or was it garbs it, it was my submit um uh. so i have a few things to say about this song thank you for getting the genre right uh, it is, is dream, it dream pop. pop? Yeah, okay. it's dream pop. Um, you know, lovers and and uh, Luke tend to have this problem with genres, guys. Dream pop. Now, what did I say? Interesting. Um, you guys. called it. You called it heavy metal. Oh, you said this is the worst metal song. And I'm thinking like this isn't grunge. Metal. So, listeners, you can't you can't trust Ryan unless he votes yes on songs I submit. Then you can. <laughs> um, so. So this this song, weird thing about dream pop. So we're in the genre of uh, who's the best dream pop band ever? Be, uh, beach House. Oh, yeah. so we're in the Beach House area, and I totally you nailed something, Berg, when you said it's it like you can't remember it when it's when it's not playing. But that's kind of the magic of the genre is it's uh, you're you're present when you're listening to it. It kind of absorbs you, takes you in, much like shoegaze. Like you're sort of surrounded by a lot of reverb and and sparkly colors right mm. and i like that i like that i can't remember it and in fact the reason why i love this song is because when i first heard this years ago um i was heavily into just like making this the huge 1300 song playlist that i've mentioned before that has a million songs mm. and this one got dusted and then it popped into my head one day and i was like crap what song is that and i, I didn't find it for like a year and so when it came back to me like a freaking message in a bottle not the song the mm -hmm. notion um i was like oh this song and so i think i gave this song like more credit than it deserves because it just happened to be a song that i couldn't find for a very long time so when i did i felt i really liked it 
Right. Um, but the but story do, of how you found the song is the best part about the song is what you're no, saying. Oh, it's the second best part. I <laughs> love the chorus. The chorus says something very telling about the time that we're in now. Everything's fine when I'm far away. Mm-hmm. I love that feeling. And that's why I live in the suburbs. And that's why I don't want to get COVID. Like <laughs> I'm, I like disengaging <laughs> at the stars and being like, I wish I was up there looking down on the earth that would look very peaceful. But when you're in the middle of hell or you're just freaking just in the, the grind, it really sucks. And I think about this song. I wish I was far away where everything's fine. This is the anthem for social distancing is what you're saying. This this is the anthem for social distancing. But, you know, as much as we want to joke, there's going to be a time where like you get tears in your eyes because you're like, I'm, I'm, I feel good right now. I feel at peace right now because I'm not in some terrible part of my life or I'm looking back on a very difficult time and it's far away. That's why I like this song because it has a, the song feels as cozy. The sound of the song feels as cozy as the message. But it's not the greatest song ever, I will admit. Well, it's a good good defense. Maybe the listeners will rally. We'll see. Cast those Mm. votes, people. Pull up your covers. Get cozy with Minx. Cool. Let's get to the last song of the week, which I'm relieved is not one of us that submitted it. Let's dunk as hard (laughs) as we can. Go, go, go. What do we got, Dave? The commission. (laughs) Let's wrap things up with Coldplay and Cry, Cry, Cry. Tell me you got an Alvin and the Chipmunks pull. <laughs> I pulled nothing to. for this song. This was Passion Zero Two for me. Uh, yeah, sorry, Commission. Tell us about no number two. Votes. Not a fan of the accompanying Chipmunk. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did this get yeah? Zero so votes? as you could probably guess by all these comments, this one came in with zero votes. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. an airball! Yeah. The very yeah. rare airball. The very. <laughs> Do we know who airball? submitted? Can we? <laughs> Actually, don't tell us who submit. Let's dunk first. Yeah, yeah we, don't want, we, don't, we don't want to know who submitted. There's a time Luke, on tradition. Zero. Do you want to get any uh, light comments off your chest before we go deep? Uh, I just that I, I I like Coldplay. I went into iTunes Corner to remind myself of that. Uh, their most played song for me has 88 plays. There's 30 songs with over 20 plays. There's eight songs with over 50. So like I've had my time with Coldplay. Exactly. Uh, this song is from their 2019 album that apparently had two sides. This song is offside two of everyday life. Um, I, I was also, it was interesting that Coldplay's Spotify top 10, uh, there are eight albums accounted for in that top 10, which I think is pretty cool. Like they've been writing songs that have been hits or, or getting spins, you know, for quite a long time. I mean, props to props to them for that. Uh, as loves is prone to say, I have no idea what someone would submit this song and love this song among other Coldplay songs, among other songs in the world. I, I guess props to that. It's like a laid back piano crooner-ish song. You know, there's, there's really no guitar in this song. There's almost no drums. Um, so yeah, I didn't get it. I was kind of in a weird way, hoping it was one of us that submitted so I could hear why it was good, but I, maybe the, maybe the submitter, you know, has something to say later. This Who is a good to, point. Let, yeah. Let's ask Kamish, is there any submission content to go along with this? The only comment is Coldplay is always a good choice. All right. Apparently not. not. Apparently not. Not a lot of defense. Uh, Jonah, let's go to you. What uh, you're a man of few words. Build on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good point was that this song is nice and short, um, so it was over really quick. 
I don't really know anything <laughs> about Coldplay. Um, I think I probably only know one of their songs, just looking at their at their song titles. So, but I, I mean, I know they're really popular, but uh, this song sounded like quite a bit different than um, you know the one or two songs that I've actually heard. But yeah, the the chipmunk accompanying voice. It wasn't always in chip chipmunk mode. It, it just kind of like uh, weaved in and out of that chipmunk lane, right? Well, it's clearly um, some production being... choice, right? Somebody thought they were super clever with this, or this is a reference to a sample that I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you, Berg. It was super confusing. Did did it not sound like just an accompanying voice that somehow went too high? Sometimes it did, or but because it was so weird? high, I had to assume that there was something to it that I just didn't know about. Right? Could this be a is sample. like you might be right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, like in the rap genre, genre they use a lot of annoying high pitch voices, um, which is usually an instant turnoff for me in those songs. Mm-hmm. And so it was really weird to have it uh, in this sort of you know bluesy um piano whatever mm-hmm. genre um and a cold play song but uh yeah i was not a fan uh loves you want to dunk Dave? yeah i want arcade to finish it off because he is a he is a legit cold play fan with uh like real uh, investment and heart in it and whatnot i i've been a cold play fan um since since the start right yellow comes out i buy that album immediately i bring it home to my brother brent he dunks on it. Um, he he's still wrong. Parachutes rules that. Yeah, man. Uh, you Does know. he listen to Don't Panic? I mean, what are we talking about here? Uh, yeah. Seriously, Come is this on. the brother that walked out of Pacific Rim? That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> one of the best soundtracks Which, in the last twenty. Just years. a quick aside on Pacific Rim. He then adopts uh, some kids, and they make him watch Pacific Rim every week. It's <laughs> yes. like the greatest poetic justice. Ever. Karma. It's the best. I guess my only note was that this is the apt song to end uh, a horrible playlist because all I wanted to do was cry, cry, cry. Um, it's just, just this playlist this week. Come on, guys, step it up. <laughs> uh, of all the of all the Coldplay songs, Arcade. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. What did you think? So, like you, I've been a fan from the beginning since the first time I heard. Um, a song I didn't know who the band was. They were on the radio. I was in British Columbia. Uh, on on a mission for the church so we weren't allowed to listen to music and i hear this voice that sounds like jeff buckley but this guitar that sounds like the edge and i'm like who is this like hmm. what magic is going into my ear holes right now and then yellow came out and uh i was like i kind of started putting the pieces together and i was like what a dumb band name Coldplay, but i like the music and uh the, the, their second release uh rush blood to the head fantastic i really liked x and y Coldplay has a basket of fantastic yeah. songs, like really good songs, but they're the Don Mattingly of the music world. Uh, do you guys know who Don Mattingly is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't understand the metaphor here. Yeah. Continue. In like 1985 with like 42 home runs and 130 RBIs and like a 330 batting average. Right. Like, he does it all. He's high a triple threat. Numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like he just, start sucking and never gets good again. And that's exactly what Coldplay did. Right. Um, once they went bad, they just have never gotten, they've never regained. Well, and this is, this is years after they've gone bad. Right. I mean, yes. Yeah. 2019 release here. Yeah. We're, we're years into the freaking the the terribleness of Coldplay batting a hundred pinch hitting at best. Yeah. Yeah. Pinch hitting. Like they've been traded like 40 times. They're the designated (laughs) hitter. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so this song 
to to gild it. What you would have to freaking like put a knife to my kid's throat, and I still might be like, hold, well, hold on, are you really gonna cut him? Or like, I, I got to know how serious you are here. Yeah, you got to call um, their bluff. Yeah, so I'm not cold playing around. It's a knot. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, <laughs> oh, well man. done. I don't think Finishes we're gonna beat with that. a flourish. I we're... considered doing uh, going to the store, getting a helium balloon, and doing my entire critique <laughs> in helium voice, but wow. I couldn't find the time. To make uh, yeah, that happen. no, that's so, a lot of production. Hit that's me a lot up. of pre-production. Say, yeah. Dave, I want to I want to do this thing. Do you have the time for it? I probably would have found you a balloon. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that's this week's playlist. Uh, let's get a recap. Kamish, how'd we do? Uh, so we got got two guilds and no forks this week. Wow. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah, the, the rare forkless week. And no no listener tokens, right? I mean, we just heard about one of them. We had an air ball, we had a couple of arrows, and mm-hmm. the rest were splits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, right. so that is, uh, in the season two rules, this now goes to the community. Uh, if you guys can summon enough votes, you can move these things up or down. Um, oh, and, so I need get to those... re- and I need to retract it. Ben V got a, got a freaking guild token, so be prepared for a song to be moved from the fork to the guild by one Ben V. Uh, and I can only imagine the hot take that's going to follow. So kudos to you, Ben first of the season. Nice work. Ben nice with the work, first Tolkien mm-hmm. of the season. Nice job, Frodo. Yeah. Uh, passion tokens that got handed out. Can we get a recap? Uh, so we had, uh, you came in on night flowers with the negative passion token <laughs> and, Berg, unless he did end up changing it later on, which I know he had mentioned possibly doing on one of those later songs, he he came in on Seku Umaru. Mm-hmm. Nice. Rightfully so. All right. Yeah, and uh, Luke had announced he did not uh, have a passion pick this week, and I didn't hear Dave with a passion pick. Dude, I totally... Oh, okay, you guys tell me, is it still fair to give out a passion token? I, I totally forgot yeah, I wanted no, to you give, give it out. Yeah, you, you don't need to submit them to me. You can just announce them during yeah. the, yeah. the discussion. Uh, Saku Amaro. Man, Amaro. double passion. Yeah, yeah, double, double passion. passion. Yeah, Loves yeah. is easily the leader in the clubhouse for the belt this year with uh, a, a guild, two passion tokens this week. Wait, Way to isn't go. That, isn't that Berg's song, though? No. No. It's a nah. love submit. Oh, dude, you guys totally confused me. I thought that Berg submitted that. Okay. Mm. Gotcha. All you got to do is, is listen as we talk. And <laughs> I heard it in the 7-Eleven and, and it got passed to me. And I, no. He oh, heard it in 7-Eleven because Love like texted it to him. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, listeners, yeah. you guys um, listen back to the podcast and you tell me. <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. Like. Check the tape. But, but yeah, as mentioned, Love's is way out in front with three passion tokens, a couple of others with one apiece. He also is the only uh, pod member to guild so far and has two guilds himself, three people tied at one fork apiece. That's why that was. So check it out. Um, Again, final words. Join the fellowship of the the guild. Go, yeah, even before the previews here, Mm -hmm. go go listen to uh, this week's pod that we just talked about or, or go listen to the playlist. Cast your votes thegildedplaylist.com, go uh, go cast those votes, and let's find out at the start of next week's app, uh, our commissioner will let us know if your votes uh, moved any of these songs up or down, and we'll have a uh, we'll have a, a complete meltdown when you guys moved Cry, Cry, Cry all the way up into the guild somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll meltdown. be good good content. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's, uh, that's the week in our rear view mirror. We're looking out. What do we got coming up? GD Dave. All right, we'll start off the week three playlist with The Keepers. 
After that, we've got Muscle and Flow. Follow that with Mondainai, which I believe translates as not a problem. Hmm. What? Are we sure it didn't translate to red hot chili peppers? Uh, keep exactly. Going. I thought next it was up be, uh, is Lenny. Booty City. <laughs> After that, we have Still Life. Then we've got Sometimes. Next up is Into You. After that is Up Against the Wall. band is that last one <laughs> mark we'll next out. is rivers and roads a year from now we'll all be gone all our friends will move away and they're going Jeez, i'm depressed okay. already <laughs> and we'll wrap up the playlist with what's the use Week three. Wow. Books. Why don't you guys say uh, the band name when you say the song? Because well, the commission likes to confuse us as much as possible. Never forget that. Also, Look, Bird enjoys out. the pure listen, right? Uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, people like listening three, in the blind. He likes actually not even looking at the songs as he's listening to them. Uh, well, and that, on that note, I'd like to say that, um, you know, I won't be on next week, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, so I can, you know, say things like market and uh, also <laughs> nice nice work with uh, the translation, Monday night. Doesn't mean uh, no problem. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, but for real, who's the band? That voice, I haven't heard it. In, You'll in, find in, out when you, you click I on the playlist. I haven't heard it in years. I need to know who it is. I know that song already. I've heard so it. So do I, who's but I didn't band? say anything at all. I just kept my mouth closed. <laughs> Is it Peter, Bjorn, and John or whatever? I, that was yes. what occurred to me. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. dumb assholes. I just want to know who the band was. <laughs> <laughs> Content. Uh, what a way to wrap up a pod. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Who the is core next four, week? Threading, shredding themselves apart. Next week, sitting in the Jono seat, our, uh, our, one of our earliest guests, Blake Dover. Ah. MC of the, host of the Sacred Hall of Fame. Undeniable fourth seat. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. All right, so we kick it over to you, listeners. We will be working on this marination. You can hear our thoughts next week. Um, and uh, please, again, go vote. For t- the time being, those on this call, let's begin. Mm-hmm. Marinate. Let's marinate. And clear.